0: cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the Jerubi shine forth. You dwell between the Jerubi shine forth. You dwell between the Jerubi shine forth. I will thank you for today. Thank you for your mercy and your kindness. Thank you, Father, for the breath of your life. Thank you, Father, for you are a for God. Thank you, Lord, our Father, because you have deemed us worthy to visit us, to visit our midst, in which your presence, Father, we say thank you, our Father, and our God. We are not ungrateful. We are not high minded in ourselves. We are coming here with you meek and lowly heart before you tonight even to 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 take from you father we just come humbly before you tonight we ask father that you will shine your mercy upon us in the mighty name of jesus lord we pray father that you would help us tonight to connect your wisdom that you will help us tonight to even partake and to connect thought concerning your life again In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we have no word about ourselves. Words come from your world. You are the one that brings forth even all triumphs. Father, we connect with you tonight and by your spirit that you will show us mercy tonight. We want to find grace that we might be able to speak your will tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we come under, I submit myself under your spirit, under your mighty spirit, in all loneliness and meekness of heart tonight. That you would shine on us, you would have mercy on me tonight, in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. Lord. Grace to paint your world as it Amen. should, for that you supply, in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I declare, and I, I decree to you. I, I declare that I am, I am weak before you tonight. Amen. I am empty before you. Father, I am nothing without Amen. you tonight. I ask, Father, that you will show us mercy tonight Amen. to find grace for. To speak your word, even to connect your thought and to speak to your people tonight Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Father, Amen. that the right meekness uh, and position of heart Amen. to receive from you, you will supply to us in the mighty name of Amen. Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We Amen. give you all the praise. We ask, Amen. Lord, that you would anoint my lips yes. tonight and even Amen. anoint every heart that would listen Amen. to you in the mighty name of Amen. Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Uh, can you just uh, say hi to your to your neighbor? I yeah. Hi, Karen. Uh, good to see you. Hello, Joy. Hope you are doing good. And hi, my darling wife. That's good to. To have you all here tonight, and I hope you are blessed. I hope you are not too tired. Are we tired? Okay, I'm feeling, i feeling cold. The room is cold. Amen. Amen. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can you can all warm me up a bit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's good to to have you here, and welcome uh, whoever is uh, listening to us online as well the online audience as well i uh, thank you for joining um uh just uh, thank god for what is doing in our midst amen. amen and what he's yet to do um praise the lord amen. so we are still in the in the process of still looking for a place and we are still just trusting god that we'll soon find a place where we'll be meeting uh once we find a place i believe uh i would let us all know i would just give us the details but please be praying pray that i we'll would find a place so that uh, we can continue meeting mm. amen yeah. um so i'm just going to go straight into the teaching tonight um and i want to ask how many of us are blessed uh, last week are we blessed okay are you sure? Yes, Oh, okay. And on Saturday, how I many was a blessed? I know, okay, it's not over. Okay. It's all right. Um, I'll just continue the same thought uh, that we started. And I believe we're looking at, I think on Saturday, we're just more of uh, teaching on the spirit of truth, just to you know, elevate and to bring us into a thought concerning that spirit. Uh, which is the spirit of truth. Amen. I know uh, most of the time we have definitions of uh, the spirit of truth. We just assume we just the Spirit. I mean, of course, the spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit, but uh, we don't have much uh, insight yeah. into the ministry of the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth. Amen. Um, before we get there, I mean, how we even moved in here, really, you know, it's really from the thought of the you know, teaching series and just teaching about the life of God. Uh, specifically amen i'm teaching about the life of god uh, we, we learned that the life of god uh is the very law in the, inside of god right it's, it's what makes god who god is right and that is his intent to give to us amen that's the amen. intent of his heart is he wants to share that life you know when he created adam he what he had in mind is someone that he can share his life with and if we are looking for why we are created that is the sole purpose mm-hmm. uh, that we can share out of the life of God, uh, we are not created for you know, many things that the world might say to us that we are created for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes we may be looking for purpose, we be looking for. Uh, I think purpose is a common one for for fulfilment. But really, uh, where fulfilment or purpose is really our purpose is actually to get the life of God. Mm-hmm. Our purpose is to end mm-hmm. in God, and I mean that may not seem too uh, fun for most people, right? I mean. What do they care about uh, having the life of god okay. but we realize that the life of god is very important especially when we know that there's another life out there called mm. sin or the life of the man of sin or the life mm. of death or the life that satan gave or the life of satan we can put it that way right? there's a life there that is warring against you and me making sure that we are ending we are moving towards a place called perdition uh, that we might end up in lake mm. amen not just hell 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 is, is, a, is, a, is where every soul is that is not born again right now? Even though we're born again, a soul may still not leave hell, right? It's possible that part of the, of the soul is still hellish, one way or the other. And, and the reason why it is, is because of the installation of the life of an enemy which we know is there. Uh, Satan is an enemy, right? Uh, he came while, while men slept, he planted his own seed, right? So, Satan came and began to plant life inside men. And this life, the destination of that life is lake. And that is part of what God wants to. I mean, the initial plan is for us to have life, right? But now Satan came and installed his own sins. Now God has to devise a means, which is to stop that. And the solution to the life of Satan is actually the life of God. So we now begin to see that the life of God is very important. That's what God wants to share with you and me. That's what God wants to share with us. And what we know as life before is not what life is. Amen. What... Uh, true life is or what life or what God designed the soul to carry is the life of God. Amen. Mm-hmm. And without that, the soul can never be satisfied. If you we, if we like, you know, we can make billions, hundred, you know, you know, go to different mm-hmm. places, travel to Honolulu, travel to uh, mm-hmm. Cyprus, all the places, all the four places you can think of in the world. If the soul travels there, the soul will never find fulfillment. Yeah. Realize that the, the default, the default, uh, position of the soul, the soul will always keep looking, keep searching. Rather, when we do something, we, we fast we feel it for a moment and then before you know it, we are gone again looking for another thing. And that's because what, the way God framed the soul, he made the soul so elastic, so eternally uh, designed in such a way that it will take eternity to fulfill the desires inside the soul. And that is why God set himself, God who is eternity, who have mortality dwelling in the light right God himself is eternity is the is the real side that can fit into the frame of the soul amen, amen. and so therefore if he is the one is the solution how is it going to to come into that soul you know there's a shape you know there is like we let that if the shape of a soul is like a box the only box that can fit it is God but how is he going to download his life to fit into that box we have to begin to learn that that life has to be given by the spirit the spirit has to bring that life. Amen. The life is given by the Spirit because it is the Spirit that giveth life. That's how He brings it. And after we learn that it's the Spirit that brings it, then we'll now begin to see that the Spirit, right, when it brings life, there is what we call righteousness. The way God brings that is by installing righteousness in souls, in our heart. Amen. And it means that we need to learn the life of God. Or let me put it this way. Uh, It's the Spirit that gives it, Right. But we also have to learn, we learn the life of God. And how do we learn it? It has to be revealed because you can't assume what the true life of God is or what, it is, what is right before God. Amen. Because life simply means uh, the code for living, right? Now, and when you are living, there is what is right, there is what is wrong. There is what is right in the sight of God, right? There is what is right in the sight of men. Now, you now know that we can't know what is right in the sight of God by assuming it. We can't think it ourselves because it is far from our thought. We can't assume that life. We need it to be revealed to us. We now realize that the life needed to be revealed. Amen. Now, because there's a way we can try to, you know, fulfill God's righteousness by going to establish our own, we can do our own righteousness, but that will not not end in the righteousness of God. But so the righteousness of God is what is right before God. Amen and we know that since we know that this is the uh the right or, uh, what is right there's a, we need to live constantly by that which is right in the sight of god and we can say that we are living the life of god if we can get what is right amen yes. and one thing that we realize here is that since we can't assume it it has to be revealed right yes. and if it has to be revealed it means that it comes by revelation so revelation is an important aspect Of accessing the life of God, so when God begins to to share the life with you and me, how we begin to see is by revealing righteousness to you and me, He reveals His righteousness. So when He does that, He shares His life, amen. Amen. But the key word here is revealing, and I will now begin to see that. To reveal the life of God is actually a special ministry of the Holy Spirit. Would the Holy Spirit begin to awaken in a believer when the believer begins to come towards the life of God? When we begin to near his life, because when we get born again, we are not actually near the life of God yet, right? We are not near the life of God. We are not near his life. We well, are just getting prepared. To come to his life, amen. So heaven needs to now begins to you know, bring forth or begin to awaken the. Or let me say the Holy Spirit awakens in us when we, become, when we have a desire for righteousness mm-hmm. and begins to reveal, brings brings the ministry of right. So the ministry of revelation to us to begin to reveal righteousness. And when I when not say that this special ministry here is officiated by the ministry, or oh, so is officiated by the spirit of truth. Amen. Yeah. Part of the, the, the ministry of the spirit of truth yeah. is to reveal the life of God that is in his blood. Yeah. Amen. The life of God that is in his blood. Like the scripture says, the life of an animal is in his blood. Meaning that when you look at life, when you look at blood, you see, you find life cold yeah. inside. So the, the spirit of truth is he who begins to look into the blood and begins to reveal the true life of God. Amen. Now, when we say the spirit of truth, We've known the Holy Spirit. I think on Saturday, and I began to just speak more clearly, just to differentiate, uh, not more of differentiate, but talking more particularly about that ministry of the Holy Spirit. Knowing that the Holy Spirit is not just to to come upon you. The Holy Spirit has another work to do. Part of the work that the Holy Spirit uh, has to do, right, is to begin to work in you inwardly for the purpose of revealing God's life. Amen. So most of the dealings we have with the Holy Spirit in the past has mostly been outwardly, even though we know it lives in us. But our relationship, our interaction with the Holy Spirit, has been more outward focused. How? Because it's telling us when we have our relationship with the Holy Spirit, we talk to the Holy Spirit about our day, about the rain that is about to fall. We say, "Oh, the rain is about to fall. Take umbrella." Or maybe you're about to take go to school. Say, "Okay, go to school today. Pray for your exam, you pass, or pray that you understand what they are teaching you in school." I know things like that will begin to interact with the Holy Spirit that way. However, that ministry, even though sometimes you might have a sense that it's inward, but it's not really the inward ministry, right? Because it it's not necessarily dealing with the inwards of men. Amen. So now begin to elevate the inward ministry because a believer needs to start living more inwardly rather than outwardly. A, a believer that lives more outwardly is a defeated believer already. But when a believer begins to move more inwardly, then it be, that means the believer is beginning to move towards the life of God. They begin to, yeah, yes, this because when you think about inward, it means there's start to give thoughts to things. You are more intentional about what you do. I'm too fast. Amen. <laughs> I'm I, I'm just I'm just trying to give a recap. But okay, it's okay. Uh, so I should slow down a bit. Okay, I'll slow down. <laughs> Amen. Again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So where should I start again now? Did I lost? Uh, uh, did I lost us somewhere? Where should I? Where should I? what should I pick it up? I can continue but slowly. Okay. So we now realize that the ministry of, the, the, ministry of the, the Spirit of Truth has a lot to do more inwardly because there is two dimensions to which we can interact with the Holy Spirit. There is the outward um, dealings and there is the inward dealings, right? So there is the Spirit upon and there is the Spirit within. And when I begin to see that when you begin to zoom inward towards the ministry of the Holy Spirit or the ministry of the, the Spirit of Truth, you now begin to see that there is an actual function, Right? The function of the spirit of truth or the holy spirit is actually to be a teacher. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is a teacher which can teach us specific things in the life of God. What it teaches, what it teaches really is the life of God. However, is not limited to that because the, the scripture refer to him that it will guide us into all truth, which means that there is nothing that the Holy Spirit cannot teach. Amen. He can teach you and me anything. If the more you get to know the Holy Spirit, you realize that the Holy Spirit can teach you anything in this world. Amen. So even when we are in school, you can use the Holy Spirit, or you can use. I don't want to use the word Holy Spirit because there's a particular word the scripture used. To describe this ministry, right? Of the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit calls the scripture calls it the unction or the anointing. What that means is that you and me ought to function by the anointing. We're not not meant to function carnally. We're not meant to function uh, ah, what's that word? Dry. What's that word dry? We're not meant to function dryly. We are to function with the anointing. So, if God will help me tonight, what I just wanted to to talk about is more to talk towards that aspect of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, right, and how it brings new revelation. We know that it is by the unction, right? There's an unction which is thinking more inwardly. And I think on Tuesday, was it Tuesday? When we're having a recap, I know, and I believe we we had some thoughts, and part of it is, you know, we know that. You have to start thinking about meditating upon the Word of God, Amen, which is key to the uh, the ministry of the of the Holy Spirit or of, of the unction. But let me read uh, John sixteen. Like I said, I'm hoping that uh, today I'll be able to move forward uh, since I've, I've explained the ministry of the uh, the Spirit of Truth, right, which is mostly for to move men inwardly and to bring the revelation of righteousness that's majorly the work I was hoping to do on Saturday and I hope I've done that in case you know we didn't get anything or maybe I was I was giving examples that you don't like or that doesn't seem that doesn't seem to make sense uh, you can just get the summary uh, that what I'm hoping to explain is that there is a more in-depth ministry of the Holy Spirit than just talking to the Holy Spirit about you know your, your day about the rain about uh, school and stuff like that i mean the holy spirit can do that mm. now i'm not i'm not negating that i'm it's there but there's an actual much more in-depth ministry mm. of the holy spirit which is because if, if you look at it when i say outward we realize that is most of the things has to do about what we want i'm not just it's not just about us mm. there's a difference if it's about you you realize that the holy spirit will talk more towards life but it is more about what we want they are not the same. What you, if it's about you and what you want, they are not the same thing, mm. right? So it's possible that the, our relationship with the Holy Spirit is more about what we want and what we desire <laughs> rather than what is for us or what the Holy Spirit wants. Is it wrong to desire things? No, but it is wrong to lust after things, yes, right? Um it will be difficult to mm. separate the two without having the revealed righteousness, Amen. So there is an inward and a much more in-depth ministry of the Holy Spirit, which is to bring in the fellowship of the life of God. So tonight, I'm just hoping I'll be able to talk more about that aspect of the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can we, uh, or let me say fellowship with the Spirit of truth. Amen. I don't know why I always say Holy Spirit, but it's still the Holy Spirit. But the, 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 the scriptural language is the spirit of truth for a reason, or the unction, or the anointing. But let me read uh, John 16 verse, let me read John 16 verse, um, verse 12. I know this is the thing. It says, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. I'll when he, the spirit of truth is called, he will guide you, into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he that that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Amen. So you see here that Jesus was talking to the disciples, and he began to tell them. And he says here that I have many things yet I have many things to say to you, but ye cannot bear them now. Now you must say I have many things. Imagine when Jesus says he has many things to say what are the many things he has to say right I mean he has been speaking right from verse 14 no, even for verse 14 just go to John 1 right? he has been speaking ok if you don't even know John let's go to Matthew realize that he has been speaking there are things he has been saying but he says I have yet many things to say to you but you cannot bear them meaning, meaning that there are some words and there are words in places that he can't bring to say to them why because Jesus is not just talking from the earth He's talking from above. So he that is from of the earth is of the earth eight. But he that is uh above from above is above all. Amen. And we know that Jesus Christ, right? When he was here, he began to speak things pertaining the world to come. Things from the Father or from He who is upon the throne. That's where he began to speak I mean, of. Jesus is not just a, a parable speaker for. For, for the sake of speaking parables. All those parables are actually words from a different world. Now, Maria, it, 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 and the funny thing is that it takes the spirit of uh, truth or the spirit of uh, revelation to begin to make us see what Jesus actually said. Without this the ministry of the spirit of truth, you can't, you and I can't really understand what Jesus said or is saying, even in scripture. Most of the time you can carry scripture Right, and be reading it. Am I too fast? To you? <laughs> you can carry scripture and be reading it, and you now realize that ah, these things are not making sense. Why you can read the word of Jesus and think something different from what He actually intended to. Why? Because the activity of the ministry of of the Spirit of Truth is not yet at work. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, when the the, the activity of the Spirit of Truth begins to awaken in the believer, what will begin to do? It will begin to talk about all things. All things that Jesus wanted to say. Now I realize that what he's saying here is that it is, I have many things. It is Jesus that has many things to say to you and me. I mean, don't you, don't, don't you want to hear what Jesus is saying? Yes, do we love what Jesus says? Yes, do, we, do we want to hear Jesus? Yes, I can tell you that Jesus is speaking in the spirit right now. Mm-hmm. Jesus is speaking. And he will keep speaking, yes. he will keep speaking and speaking until we have come into the fullness of life. Jesus will not stop speaking. Why? Because he's bounded by an oath. Now mm-hmm. I will go to to Hebrews chapter, uh, chapter chapter one. Amen. Amen. It says, Amen. God who had so many times and in diverse manner spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet, at in these last days spoken unto us by his son. He, whom he has appointed heir of all things, you see. He, said, he has spoken who, who he has appointed heir of all things. Right? And don't forget, what we were reading earlier is that I have many things to say to you. Now you realize that the things they are talking about here is not just things that you and I call things in the natural. They are not. You no, know, when you say oh, they, what, uh, a thing, right? When you say things in the natural, so what's a thing? I can just say, oh, what's a thing? It can be anything. Ah, My phone is a thing. My Bible is a thing. My table is a thing. My chair is a thing. My my TV is a thing. But these are not the things that Jesus wants to talk to us about. Now what are our things? It can be our our car can be our thing. Our house can be our thing. Um, what else? Uh, house, job. All those things can be things that you no, know, you no. Know, we can use Holy Ghost to to, to to give us direction on. But those are not things that Jesus was made heir of. Jesus is not that so he can be heir of car. Of, of of house of the uh, job, it's not it's not it didn't die for that, Abby. Mm. So this is not that's not what when you say heir means a heir is someone that has inheritance, right? Now so in in a in a in a kingdom when you have a king you have an heir, right? And a heir is he who will succeed the king, meaning the heir has the inheritance of the throne, right? So once the king dies, the heir assumes the throne. So when they're saying Jesus is the heir, so what is Jesus supposed to inherit here? They say he's the heir of all things. These all things they're talking about here are things pertaining to the life of God. It's not things that, you know, that we we may or mundane things that heaven don't see. These are things concerning the life of God that he has to say. Amen. Amen. So I'll go to John chapter 16. Back. verse 12 again. So it says here that I have many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Meaning that there is an ability that they need to give to them to be able to bear all things. That when it comes to the things pertaining to the life of God, they need to initiate the activity of the Spirit of Truth or the ministry of Revelation or the inward walking of the Holy Ghost. The inward walking of the Holy Spirit not just the outward manifestation of the spirit, but there is an inward working. This inward working has to do with revelation. But revelation is for something. Revelation is not when you talk about revelation, right? It's for to reveal righteousness, right? For to but it is not just for that alone. There's also something that God arranged around the ministry of revelation. It's called fellowship. fellowship. Amen. Amen. The purpose, the purpose of revelation is to get life, right? However, in order to have revelation, you need fellowship. You. Amen. But, we're going to get there. Let me just quit, quickly go for a book, because that's really what I wanted to talk about. Amen. So, says I have many things to say to you. You cannot bear be them. I'll be it. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. You see, the things that Jesus has to say, Right, it's what the Holy Spirit Mm. or the Holy or the Spirit of Truth will begin to hear from him. Now, the the spirit of truth can be seen now as an intermediary, as he who can enable you and me to begin to hear many things that Jesus has to say that we so that we can be without the without the spirit, the ministration of the spirit of truth, we can't bear the things that Jesus has to say. Mm. Now when when the ministry of the Spirit of Truth is absent, when Jesus begins to speak to you, begins to tell you about His life, we we'll look at it and throw it away. Why? Because the things of His life doesn't seem too interesting. The thing about this, if if there is no, if the ministry of the Spirit of Truth is not at work, or if the unction, now maybe because the reason why I am breaking my tongue about this thing is because I'm not using the word unction. <laughs> if because the the ministry, right? Of the spirit of Truth, the John, John, John is a is a deadly soul. When I say deadly soul, it's because he has a, there's 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 a beauty around the words that God gave him to use to talk about things concerning life. Amen. I know on Saturday I was talking about you no know, John and how he's divine and you know the things about and, and I don't think I even finished that thought. but what I was just trying to say you know, is that God the God helped John to grow so much, right? to have insight into things pertaining life. So when you now talk about the life of God, even though it is all around the scripture, John really, you see, will begin to talk particularly about it in a, with a divine language. Amen. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that sometimes they can say things here that we may not know, we may not understand. Right? But there are things here hidden. You see, this scripture here, this Bible, or this one, if you have the electronic one, what you see here, right, is letters, paper, things. If it is electronic, you see words that is written in paper here. However, this this word, eh, is it's actually not the scripture. Why? Because the real scripture are the things that Jesus had to say. Does that make sense? The things that, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. Well, that's actually the scripture. Is the thing is, is is what we need to read daily. However, God designed the Bible to be what He chose to to give us key into His Word. So the Bible is His Word, yes. However, the Bible is just a passage into His Word where you can actually be, where you can actually begin to get Scripture or the Word of God. Amen. Now realize that there is the word of god is not just limited to here why because you can be reading the same scripture every day every day every day and it is new It's that tells you that the word is coming from a world not here it's coming from a world that is new just the word they are new just like the message of god it says like the message of god they are new every morning that tells you that the word of god is not just limited to this there's a place where it's coming from and what and how it comes and it landed to you is by inspiration when you begin to read an inspiration comes, what they are doing to you is that they open you into the world of God, where the word of God can begin to come to you. And, to, and that's the word you need. Because why? That is the word that can give you life. That's the word that can give you joy. said the words that I speak to you. They are spirit and they are life. So when we're talking about life, it is actually from the mouth of God that God can deliver life to his soul. How? Because it will enable you and me by the ministration of the spirit, by the anointing to connect to his word. When we connect to his word, we can begin to get life or get revealed righteousness. And there is a manner in which that happens. How we do it, it we awaken you in the word. Holy Ghost will we awaken you in the word. The first thing we begin to do is, we begin to nudge you for fellowship. We begin to nudge you for fellowship. Now, don't ignore fellowship. Fellowship is very important. Why? Because without fellowship, you can't encounter revelation. Amen. Without fellowship, you can't encounter revelation. You need fellowship to begin to move into the world of revelation. Amen. Part of fellowship, if you don't know, is that when you're meditating, you're fellowshipping. But not just meditating alone, mentally, you're meditating inwardly by the anointing. Amen. Let me read John, as I was reading, so that I don't, I don't miss uh, what I was saying. So John, sixteen verse: that is, abides when he the Spirit of Truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. So those are the things. Whatever he will hear, that is the Spirit of Truth. What he will hear is what Jesus is going to say. is the thing Jesus has to say. Amen. And he shall what? It shall what that he shall speak, and it will show you things to come. Now, of course, when he say things to come, like I was saying, I was explaining things earlier. Things are the things that Jesus inherited, right? Because he says he was made heir of all things. So when he says he will show you things to come, of course, when you look at it here, you will, you would think that when he says he will show you things to come, you, you might think that he will show you visions. Maybe you pray, pray, and you dream, and all of a sudden you break into visions and you start seeing what will happen in the next five years. Uh, You know, we can quickly associate this with the gift of the Spirit, right? When the Holy Spirit comes, it will show you things to come. You can then associate that to the ability of the Holy Spirit to give you a vision or to foretell. No, that's not what it's saying. It will show you all things. So it It will show you things to come. Things to come are things that Jesus wants to show you. Amen. Now that show means uh, let me rephrase this. It will show you things to come. Simply means it will reveal to you things to come. Right? And we know that things to come are the many things in verse 12 that Jesus has to say. Does that make sense? In verse 6, I have many things to say, but you cannot bear them. But when the Holy Spirit or when the spirit of truth is come, right. It will what it will show you things to come. That's to tell you that Jesus has an intention. His intention is to give you his things. His intention is to, is to tell you tell you things concerning his life, pertaining his life. Amen. Amen. And that's what he wants to show you. That's what he wants to tell you. But you need we need an enabler. That enabler is the unction. Is the anointing that John, John said in John chapter into that. what do, What do we need to know all things? Because we have been taught many things too. Yeah. All things is the answer to many things. Mm-hmm. All things is the answer to sin. All, without all things, we are, we are defeated against sin. Without the knowledge of truth or all things, we can't be delivered from lost. Amen. Amen. So, there is a work that the anointing is for. There is a work that the Holy Spirit is for. The work of the, of, of the Spirit of truth is to move you into the world of Jesus, where Jesus begins to say things pertaining in his life. There's, a place. So there's another world where you can live from which is not here. That world is the world of joy. When you get there, that's when you will begin to know what joy truly is. Because you know it is possible that you didn't buy a car, you didn't buy a house, all you are doing is just within the Bible and you are joyful inside your soul joy is bubbling joy is welling up you, you, you know you can have answer to problems eh, by this world when you begin to live from that world of of jesus where revelation begins to come see when you begin to move into revelation you have abundant joy i remember when the lord began to move me into the world of revelation i just realized that i, I just have unexplainable joy when i begin to read the word i will read one verse and that will bring joy when revelation land upon my soul joy will begin to fill my heart why because the revelation has an importance as, as a work what is the work it is to give me a knowledge and the scripture says "They that know their god they shall be strong and do his work and they said, and the and the word of god also says the joy of the lord is my strength if he says, those that are not they are God, to have a strong and But He said knowledge is equal to strength. That says strength is also joy. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. So, strength is joy. Joy is strength. It tells you that you can have strength by, by revelation. Revelation can move you into the world of strength. Amen. Let me begin to, to go further here. It says, it shall not speak of him, somebody shall hear it. Okay, I say, it Shall show you things to come. And you know, we've explained that the things to it will show you things to come, right? And, and this is just it's talking about the ministry of revelation because it's going to show you things, things, things. Why is it to come? It's because Jesus will stay, say it to you. Jesus has an intention to say it to you, right? To bring it to you, so he will show you things that Jesus wants to say to you, so he will show you things to. Come, Amen. Let's now begin to move further. Let's journey further in uh, in this in this word, uh, or in this ministration of the Spirit. Uh, let's go to the Book of First John. Now, this is really, really where the message is. The Book of First John, chapter chapter two. I read from verse twenty. Mm. Mm, okay. Only from grace. Ah, uh, pa, pa 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 pa. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm looking for... There's a, there's a, I can start from 22, but I want to start a little bit earlier. So I'm looking for the verse that... Uh, mm. Amen. Okay, yes, verse twenty. Is it twenty? I said. yeah Then why am not seeing it? It's twenty. I was wondering. It's 20 I twenty that to read. Amen. Okay. So the thing here is that it says in verse twenty, says, but ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Amen. So, but ye have an unction, and the word here, but, it means that we can't just read this scripture and forget about it. Why? Because we need to know why they said but. Meaning, this bot here is telling us why. So, but ye have an unction. So, this bot is telling us why you have an unction. Amen. Amen. So, but ye have an unction from the Holy One. And ye know all things. You see what I was saying earlier, right? We're jumping from first John. It says that it will show you things to come, right? So, I have many things to say to you. You know, you know just that they're just talking about things, 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 things here. And of course, when you look at it here, uh, John is, is, is beautified with the, the, the way God helped him to lay things in scripture, right? That when you say things, there's a way you can link the two things, things, things. These things, he's not just talking about anything, right? Say, you know all things. Of course, when you say you know all things, he's not just talking about you have already know all things. It's telling you because that if you have an unction, you can know all things. What does that mean? It means There's nothing you can't know. Do you know the Holy Spirit can teach you about table? The only Spirit can teach you about chair. Do you know the only Spirit can teach you about see this TV that all the week before they found TV, all the wisdom of this world had to come together and design TV and like, oh, fine, we have a TV. Do you know that the Holy Ghost can teach you what a TV is, amen. In short, some people when they were making invent in when they were, were creating inventions, some of them, the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost rested on them to bring forth an invention. Now realize that the, the master skill worker in the world is the Holy Ghost. Amen. You see, in the scripture, when you see where God asked, in, for example, the children of Israel, God told Moses, say to the children of Israel to build things about the tabernacle. He said, he now said, he called certain sons, I forgot. He was telling them, call, he called them by name. Tell them to go and do what? The workmanship, no? some, some to rot gold, some are skilled okay. in that what happened is that the Holy Ghost rested on them to be able to, to, be able to do the work. Hmm. It's to tell you that there's nothing Holy Ghost can do. There's no, there is no profession on earth that the Holy Ghost is bankrupt of knowledge about. And here's the thing, if Holy Ghost have answered to everything, it, it means that every single thing you do, wherever you find yourself doing it, live by the unction. Yeah. When you live by the yes. unction, you see that sometimes Holy Ghost can inspire you. Yeah. I want to inspire you. Everybody will be wondering how did you do it? There's no there's nothing special. What is special there is the, willy, the anointing. Mm. You are not we are not meant to live outside the anointing. Sometimes. When you live by the anointing, you see you live a much more fulfilled life. No, you, you live a much more fruitful, intentional things will flow out of you. Mm. Joy, flow. If it is, if it is mechanic, you do it with, with the anointing. you fix count the anointing. Mm. If it is um what, what else? I'm looking at jobs that most people don't like doing. Mechanic. What uh, hotels, that job is bad that people don't like. For ladies. I know for guys, mechanic, but for ladies, I can't think too much. Okay, customer service. If it's customer service, you don't like customer service. That one, yeah, it's customer service. Customer service is terrible. Uh, even if it's customer service, you can do it with mind, You can do it with unction. Only God can help you. If it is class, if it is school, you can. What your professor can, did not teach you, Holy Ghost can teach you. You just have to be awakened to the anointing. There is nothing you can't do without the anointing. Amen. Let me read it for you. He said, "You know all things." Of course, I'm saying this right just to tell that even in the natural, there's nothing you can know. But these all things—because when I say all things, they are spiritual. But I can tell you it also includes the natural. It's, it's both spiritual because, of course, the spiritual, right? Supersedes the natural. He says, Ye know all things. But why do you know all things? Let's go back to why he begins to say why you need the unction, why you need the ministry of the spirit of truth, or why you need the holy unction. Amen. Amen. Because you said John called the, the spirit of truth here the unction. Amen. So let's go and read from verse 18. It says, little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists. Whereby you know that is the last time. Of course, when you are the last time, what is the first thing that comes to mind? The first thing that comes to mind here is that the last time is the end time. It's not. It's not necessarily the end time. The last time here yeah, is talking about the, the, the last of the time is talking about it's, it's all you can call it end time, but not necessarily that. End time is when it's, it's, uh, things are coming to an end. It's a season, so end time is not just a particular day, It's a season. Now, when you look at us oh, right now, we are actually in, a, in an end time. Why? You are looking at how Satan is about to end man in the way we are about to. Satan is about to end man in the way. It's not. It's not just about you know when Jesus will come and everybody will. Uh-huh. So end time is talking about a season. When you see. Imagine when you begin to see evil increasing, bringing bringing, bringing things bringing things. It meant to an end. How see now they are they are bringing to an end our uh, family these days. Why? Because it's LGBTQ that is raining. And if you and if you know what that really means, it means it's the end of families. Technically, is the end time. It's not just just the end of families. It's also the end of key children. Why they want to once once. Do you know that once they take once the LGBT community takes the kids? Do you know that? You know that's it. Right? Because all of them will grow with the mindset. They all begin to happen. Men will not get married, women. You have more population of sorry, maybe maybe that might still happen, but what you know because you have a population more of women and women, men and men. Not Men and women, as God designed it, and if you want, yes, we love, we love. Uh, they are still able to, they will tell you now that, yeah, you don't have to do that to, to bring forth a child. Yeah. Okay, is it possible for any of them to remove the impute of a male and a female in bringing forth a child? No, how for them to have a child? It is a surrogate, they seem need the sperm of a man and the egg of a woman. Imagine everybody. Nobody is willing to do that, and everybody is just men and women marrying themselves. Men marrying men, women marrying men. You know, what I say that before you know it, population will decline. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Everybody see, they will, everything would die. They would kill every. We are the end time. It's a season where you're bringing to an end. So what I'm saying is that the last time simply means when things are coming to an end, right? And I like the way it says. There are many Antichrists. Before I used to think there is just one Antichrist. But it says there are many Antichrists. That is to tell you that the Antichrist is not just one person. Amen. The Antichrist is a spirit. We can walk upon men. Amen. said that Antichrist shall come. That is verse 18. Little little children, this is the last time. And as ye have heard that that Antichrist shall come. That is to tell you that the, the Antichrist... Part of what you see about his activity is that he comes to bring end to things. Amen. He can come to bring end to life in souls. Amen. So, shall come. So, even now, are there many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. So when you begin to see the manifestation of the Antichrist, you're like, oh, see, there are many Antichrists whereby we know, right? So the activity, Antichrist, what it does, it brings ends to things. And, and if, who is an Antichrist? An Antichrist is he who steals life. No, sometimes an antichrist. Anything that is against Christ is antichrist. Amen. So, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Don't worry yourself too much about the language here. Now, because when you read it, if you don't know how John talks, sometimes you can't be caught. What is he saying? Right? Now, it's, it's, it, it was very simple. I mean, I, I believe it's also clear too, in a way. It's just saying that the Antichrist that we are all talking about, didn't, didn't that people come from outside, as we think. It actually came from amongst them. Yeah. There are some amongst them that were against Christ. So he said they all came out of it that it might be made manifest that they are not all of us. So when, every, when all of them were coming into life, getting life, there were some that hit life. And they decide to leave. They did not come out. But those people are against the life of Christ. So they, they came out. Meaning eventually to show that they were not all of us. They went out of us that it might be made manifest. That, that it might show that they are not really a part of us. So they went out of us. But let me continue further. now says, but he in that sense said. but ye have an unction from the only one. Say unction of the only one called the only unction. This is where we see the only unction. Ye have an unction from the only one, and ye know all things. Meaning ye have an unction from the only one. When you have an when you begin to move into the unction, when the unction begins to function. I didn't plan that but it works. When the unction begins to function you know the, the unction makes things function. When the unction begins to function, what well, you begin to see is that you begin to come into knowledge. Knowledge of all things. There's a particular knowledge you come into. You come into the knowledge of Christ. Amen. So, I have, in I sense, i am not written unto you because you know not the truth i don't know i don't have i don't i don't think i have much much words to say here but i just wanted to paint paint that picture of it. how many of us do you like this word you have an unction and you know all things just that scripture do, does it sound good does it sound sweet to you yes, does it sound interesting that ah, you have an unction and you know all things do you want to know all things yes, it's good to know all things is awesome mm. you don't like all things all things is just say, ye yeah, have an and ye know all things. That that should give you joy, that should make you bubble with joy. I means I can know all things. Mm. Do, you know, do you know that with the unction, you can know all things? Mm. Even the beginning. Mm. You know, nobody knows the beginning. Mm. Right? Yes, nobody knows when God created the heavens and the earth. Mm. Nobody, except when they, they gave us Genesis, and they begin to explain. Mm. Do you know that in that Genesis, there are still things in there that you may not even know? look' there's a, there's a space between Genesis one and Genesis one one and Genesis one two. Yeah. who can explain the, 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 the space between you don't know whether it's billions of years that pass between verse one and verse two, but when the unction begins to function, it can begin to awaken knowledge in you. you can know all things. the things that scientists are struggling to find out when did the big big Bang theory when did, when did the word when did the Big Bang happen? Uh, uh, it was one billion billions. After what they still change the theory you no, know, it's not Big Bang. Uh, there was something, something, something we don't know. They 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 keep changing. Now they said they are not even sure about being bang again. Ah, ah. But of course, you know, not hear that in the news. Yeah. You will still you'll still be seeing Big Bang. But all those things that scientists are are struggling, are using their head to find out. Yeah. You will know that the scripture can tell you. You can go yeah. go the unction. Yeah. Do you know that this Bible, this Bible can teach you physics. Do you know that? Do you know that this Bible can teach you English? Do you know that this Bible can teach you uh, chemistry? You know, most, when, most people, when they, when, they, when they look at believers, they think oh, we are good for nothing. We do we just, we just do head, clap hands like zombie in church and then go and then we just go our own ways, behave the way we behave. We, we don't actually know anything. Most people think believers don't actually know anything. The one you now see believers that, that seems sound, they be like, ah, this one is a believer, and then you now see the word, even believer, the believer word, they will carry those words. they begin to put them in poster and sign. Yes, we have a believer that, that is smart. All those things is you know what is you what know, that's what we eat, what we need. Eat is life. Amen. The unction. Well, I'm 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 just elevating the unction. I mean, it's still the, it's still the spirit of truth I'm talking about, right? So, the only unction. He can teach you all things. I just just I just felt as we should just talk about that a bit. Don't you want to know all things? Yes, sir. Me, I want to know all things. The uncle can begin to teach you Genesis. Me, I can there was a time when, when the unsub began to function upon me. One thing I began to know are things beyond time. Things that were not recorded. Holy Ghost carries scripture, begins to open scripture and begin to take me back in time I begin to explain. This is what happened in the beginning. This is what happened. This is why Satan fell. This is, why, this is what happened in the end. There are things Satan knew new in the event. The unksha began to explain. Things began to make sense. Things began to, to come clearer. And I, I, I realized that when you are working, right, or when you are living naturally, you have to live by your senses, alone. You have more, you have a hair, like Pastor Jim was saying in the, the message. He uh, said, so, when you unction function, you don't realize that you have more than five senses. You have, you have other senses that you have no clue. Why? Because they will open that up for you. That you begin to f- function from that realm. That you begin to fetch things, things that, things that will come to you by inspiration. And when you check it, it will align with logic. When you check it, you to align with the world, the world will be like, How did you get this thing? I just knew it. Why by the unction? The unction knows all things. There is nothing you can do that the unction can't teach you. Amen. Amen. The unction is if you have have you been curious about, about the earth, have you been curious about what is happening in heaven? Do you know the unction can explain it to you? It can, well, the unction is not discriminatory, it can tell you all things. Amen. So the scripture that says, uh, in, in, in Corinthians, I believe, mean, first Corinthians chapter 2, it says, Eyes have not seen, the ears have not heard what the Lord what has, but what He has revealed it to us by this. They are talking about the unction, the things that eyes have not seen, the things ears have not heard. So He has revealed to us by the Spirit, they are talking about the unction because the unction is the only one that can tell you what eyes have not seen. What, is, what are things the eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard? It's not, it's not. It's not what we, we call it, you know. Before eyes have not seen my the way the way I blow. Eyes have not seen. What do you mean eyes have not seen? No matter how much you blow, people have blown like that before, yeah. right? Even if, if it's this house you want to build, people have built beautiful, beautiful houses. If it is car, if you check it, cars are usually produced of mass production. If you have it, somebody else car, tell me what has eyes have not seen. What has here not here? That's to tell you that the things that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard are not coming from this world. They are coming from the world which is to come. They are coming from the world that Jesus was talking about. When He say, I am in this world, but I am not of this world, he's talking about, he's telling you that he's from a different world. And in that world, there are words there. In that world, there are cars there, but it's not the kind of car you drive. In that world, there are planes. It's not the kind of plane that we, we fly and enter in. These ones are spiritual planes. I mean, I, I'm just using play to explain, but I'm just telling you there are things in the spirit. Amen. In the world where Jesus is, he said, I am not, I am in this, but I'm not of this world. Where is which world is it? There's a world of truth. It's in a world, is the world of God where you can speak the, the life of God. We can talk about the life of God. Amen. Amen. I feel like I'm just talking fast. I mean, I'm fast a bit. <sighs> Amen. Sorry, if it's like this, it's like that's how the preaching used to be. I don't know why I fast like that. <laughs> Amen. I, did, I, did I lose or somehow? I, 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 I'm still okay. Okay. I'll transfer that. I'll try. i transfer that. Sorry. It's just that the way I'm talking, just I just feel like spirit things up. Amen. But let me calm down. Amen. So the thing here is that there are. There are things, so, but ye have an unction from the holy one, and ye know all things. You can know all things. All you just have to know is the unction. You just have to know the unction. What am I saying? is, I'm saying this. See, there ought to be a desire better than us to know see, the unction. Eh, the unction is important to know. Yes. Know the unction. Live by the unction. Don't just live anyhow. Men, men that live without the unction, right, are men that live merely, or they are called mere men. Live by the unction. Live by the oil. If you don't live by the oil, the world will swallow you. Why? Because the world is has its own unction. The world is anointed. If the world is anointed, you need the anointing to escape the anointing of this world. If you don't. Take the unction. The world would, would swallow you. Lust will eat you up. Sin will eat you up. Why? Because they also have an anointing. And yet the thing about the soul of man. The soul of man can't resist anointing. The anointing is a seduction. You know the anointing seduces. Even the unction. The only unction is also a seduction. But you will see. Here. Because the reason for the unction. We we'll see now in verse 21, say, I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Yes. Now, the thing about the language of John here is that when he's saying, I have, written, I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth. Now, it doesn't mean that they actually do know the truth. Right? He's telling them that they can know the truth. It says, because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Telling you the state, it's almost like a state, right? That I'm not listening to you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. It's telling you a property, it's telling you that there is no lie in truth, no lie is of the truth. So, ah. I do I explain this. I have not written unto you because you know the truth. Yeah. I have not written unto you because ye you know not the truth. It means that I am writing unto you because you know the truth. Mm. All I is, I'm writing unto you because you will know the truth. There's a there's a wisdom. John John is a very and 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 because of the level where I'm speaking from, I don't think I want to go too too deep. Into, into that word of John right but there is there is there is a speaking here when you when you have come into the knowledge of the truth you know the truth does that make sense so I have not written unto you because you know not the truth but because ye know it and that no lie is of the truth that, they say that no lie is of the truth. Is off, no lie. It's not saying that there is, that no lie is true. He saying no lie is off, meaning that no lie comes out of that. It is impossible for lie to come out of the truth, right? Yes, or no lie is made of the truth. Right? This is English, but spirit too. I don't know, John had a particular way around that kind of word. So, no, like, it's off. That word off is like when you say something is coming from, right? You can say this bread is of flour right meaning that it is flour this bread came out of flour right mm-hmm. is different from this bread this bread can be. Mm. Let me rephrase that. This bread is of flour. Right? This bread is made of flour. But you can also have bread. Right? That is not made of flour. Right? Or, Or let me use a different example. Let me use human beings. You can say this child is of me. This child is not of me. Right? Now, when you have a child that is not of me, but this child is from me, no, they are not the same. Right? Yeah. So, for example, when I said this child is from me, it is possible I send the child on an errand. So when the child comes to you, you might say, Oh, I have a message from Brother Shegun. Right? So that means that child is from Brother Shegun because Brother Shegun sent the child. But that doesn't mean that that child is of Brother Shegun. Brother Shegun did not give birth to that child. Right? Now, you can have a child or, or use the word offspring. When you say the offspring... Of someone, meaning that the person spring off from them, offspring, right? Off. Am I clear now? So this child is of me. Meaning this child is my offspring. So meaning that the child came out of me. Uh-huh, that's what I'm saying. So I'm not saying here that no lie is of the truth. It means that truth can't produce lie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't find the DNA of lie inside truth. Uh-huh. And. The truth here is not, you um, can look at lie as a as nature. You look at truth as another nature. Right? And don't forget that or the best way to understand it is to understand what he was saying from verse 18. You know that they were of us, but they were not all of us, right? And I said, but ye have an unction, ye know all things. I'm not written unto you that because ye you know not the truth, but, but because ye know the truth, and No lie, and that no lies of the truth. but let me go into this for that. Let me not stay too much there because that's not really the focus. So, who is a liar? But he that denies that Jesus is the Christ, so now begin to see that he began to talk about the liar, right? Which is the if you look at this, really is an antichrist. So, he that deny that Jesus is the Christ that's an antichrist. A lie is an antichrist, so he is an. A, I've never finished the scripture as I already told us. He is antichrist. Right? He is antichrist. Sorry, this man. I should read, I should read the text instead of this electronic one. So he said he is antichrist that denied the father and the son. Whosoever denied the son, the same acts, not the father. But he that acknowledges the Son at the Father also. So let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. Now when you when you see here, let that abide in which you have heard. That which you have heard cannot abide in you if you don't have the unction. Right. That's part of the reason why the unction is given. Right. For you to abide. So let that devil abide in you which you have heard. That means that which you have heard. And don't forget there are things that Jesus wanted to say yeah. in John 16, right? Which you must, which you cannot bear. That which, which, when the spirit of truth is come, right? It would show us all things. Here, they're not saying that, let that devil abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. This is what you have heard by the anointing. By the ministry of revelation, Right? Now, the beginning there is a person. Or let me put it, it's a place. It's not just the beginning of the world. It's not the beginning of the earth. So let that remain in you, that which you have heard from the beginning. And you know that Jesus says, I am the beginning and the ending. I am Alpha and Omega. Right? So the beginning, that, that which you have heard from the beginning abide in you. Meaning there's a word coming out of Jesus, right? That should abide in you, that should remain in you. That is the word that the unction wants to reveal to you. And you don't realize that the unction is also called the abiding unction. It means that when the unction is functioning upon you, it makes you abide. And you see why we need the unction? It makes you what? Abide. In the beginning. But let me continue further. So if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us. Even eternal life. See, I don't... If God allows me, maybe I'll, I'll be able to talk about this as well, But I'm saying something here, right? Which has to do with fellowship. You notice what he said? The key word here is let that which you have... let that abide in you, that which you have heard from the beginning. Right? If that which you have heard from the beginning shall abide in you, you shall also abide... Let me say... If that which you have ed- heard, my electronic Bible, I accidentally pressed it and then something else happened. Sorry, let me go to my paper Bible. Mm. At least with my paper Bible, I can't, I can't accidentally press something until it disappears. And I've been, I've been, and uh, the funny thing is that I've been, I'm, I am beginning to fall in love with my electronic Bible, boat. but now. Now, I'm rethinking this law. Amen. So it says here. I don't want to talk too much about. So let me read from verse twenty-two. Who is a liar? But it that denied that Jesus is Christ is the antichrist that denied the Father and the Son. Okay, whosoever denied the Son, the same one of the Father. Okay. Let me go to twenty-two. Let that therefore abide twenty-four. Sorry, chapter two, verse twenty-four. Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. Now you now see what they are saying is that there is what we call continuity in the Son and in the Father right but this is based on that which you have heard from the beginning abiding in you if that which you have heard from the beginning shall abide in you ye shall also continue you see if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you ye also shall continue in the son and in the father he says let the word is let that which you have heard from the beginning let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. So you should let it. Now, why am I saying this? Is I'm saying this because there ought to be fellowship. What they are describing here is fellowship, right? You you letting the that which you have heard in the beginning, why? because one in the beginning is talking to you, is revealing things to you. If you let it abide, you shall continue, right? So it's talking about a two way relationship. You shall continue in the Son and in the Father. Now, that is who they want to connect you with. Amen. This is the message, and you know, I'm rounding up, and that's it. That's who they want to what, connect you with the Son and the Father. You realize that when we get born again, who we are connected with first is the Holy Spirit, right? And you notice that Matthew 28 is it 28? says, Baptizing them with the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You have to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Spirit. But they made mention of the Son and the Father here, right? But it didn't say the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the unction. So the first one that we receive, right, when we get born again, the first of the Godhead I will receive is the is the spirit. Right? That is the measure of life. But to get life, really, the next allocation is the son and the father. Next the son, then later the father. So if you are going to get the son, how? There's How we have to? It is by the spirit. So the son comes to you and me as life. Right? The spirit would awaken in you the only, the only option will awaken in you. Why? To facilitate fellowship so that you can continue and abide in the presence. How does, how does this fellowship work? Ah. Father God, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, when I talk about fellowship, what does it mean? It means you having a fellow. You should have a fellow. So the unction facilitates fellowship. It is the, it is the unction you, 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 you engage for fellowship. Yeah. Now, when you begin to engage the unction, the inward work, you may, you may not feel as like if you have anointing. No, you don't have to. All you have to do is just start thinking about the word. Begin to meditate upon the word. When you begin to meditate, you now realize that the unction will begin to awaken inside of you. It will begin to awaken. Sometimes you may be, you may have, you may be meditating for a long time. Why? Because sometimes when you are meditating, you are too, you are still awake to the to your environment, and you are you are not yet inward yet. Part of meditating is to begin to move your move you from away from this world into another world. Begin to begin to knock on heaven's door. Begin to knock on heaven's door. Then what will happen? Begin to knock on the door of fellowship. What you are telling Holy Spirit is that I want to fellowship with you. Let's talk, let's gist. The same way, you would have friends, eh? And you would just randomly think about them. Hi, how are you doing? Th- I don't feel like talking to you. i just give you a call. Don't you think the Holy Spirit can you can do that too with the Holy Spirit? How? How do you give a call to the Holy Spirit? By thinking on Scripture. Begin to meditate on the Word. Begin to think. See, I can tell you, if you don't, if you don't, if this thing is not there, you will not join far in the Spirit. Is it? I'm not trying to scare us or be sorry, sorry but the truth of the matter, that's the truth of the matter. Any believer that lacks fellowship or don't meditate can never journey far. Why? Because they, they, it will be difficult to reach the inward of such a soul, because the soul is not inwardly focused. And whatever wants to change is the inside of a soul. You don't. You don't what? You don't uh, clean the outside of a cup. Is you first of all clean the inside, then the outside will be clean. So which means the first or the place that only Ghost want to reach to is the inside of you and me. How? By awakening the inward focus. They have to awaken you inwardly to facilitate fellowship. So the unction facilitates fellowship. Let me read further, though. Let me read further because of time. Uh, I'm sorry, I know this this light needs to be awakened. This light needs to be awakened because it's making my eye door. Me, myself, I'm looking like this, I'm squinting, I don't know. It's like I'll have to look for a way to... I am you, leave me. My eyes squint like this, I'm squinting and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Amen. So, say a lamp or something. I don't think I have a lamp. just Just to brighten up the space. Amen. All right, so I read uh, verse twenty-four. It says, "Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father." And this is the promise that He had promised us. Even John Life it said, "These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you, but the anointing—you see, this is what the anointing, like I was saying, this is what the anointing is for." The anointing is for to deal with seduction of this world. How, what seduces men is the world. The world is a, sedu- is a, is a, is a seducer. How do you know? When you pass by a vehicle and you see a nice, there's something that's that, sp- that spring from the inside, and I'd like to have that nice cow. What do happen? The car just seduces you. But it's not the car that seduces; it, it's the world. Why? Because the world is pulling into you and in lost. Amen. What one of the things that the world does is yeah, it gets us to think about its its its, its things. That's <laughs> true. You meditate on instead of meditating on scripture, you meditate on the things of the world. You meditate on car, house. Ah! Job, or maybe you've been thinking about how much you make. Ten, you've, been, you've been targeting how you make fifty thousand yeah. dollars per year, and then next eighty thousand dollars. Then, you no, know, you've, you've been thinking, how do, you, how do you make this happen? I'm not saying that it's wrong to have money, I'm saying that these things can seduce men. Fame can seduce men. You see, maybe you just see one. Pop star, someone dress somehow with some kind of just some kind of finesse that you that you like. What is it? it is what it is buying into your lust, Call it seducing you, calling seduction? What seduction? Salvation. is come and is is is, is way you to come and kiss it. Say come and kiss me, love me. A seduction is is what demands for your love. Amen. Amen. And is that and that is the mastery of this world, and that's why. But. It's because of, maybe because of time I didn't read from the beginning. If we read from verse I think fifteen. But I'm not going to read it from there. You see where John began to talk about loving not the world. said, so love not the world. Now that the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. How do they first know that the love see, it's not the love of the father they'll first of all check for you. It's the love of the Son. How do they know that the love of the Son is in you? The first thing we begin to check is, do you give thought to his son? Do you fellowship with the son? Do you love, do you love the son? How, how do I know you love the son? You fellowship with him. How? By the unction. By the only <laughs> unction. The only unction facilitates fellowship with the son. Who is Christ? He has many things to say to you. The unction is the facilitator of fellowship with the son. Amen. Now, to make it clear, we have to go to John chapter 1, verse 1. Right, but I was hoping I could talk clearly about the anointing, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm still talking about fellowship here, right? Because fellowship with the world is enmity with God, right? What nobody's without fellowship, you know that if you are not fellowshipping with God, you are fellowshiping with the world, there's no two way about it. You can't say, eh, "I don't like the world." I'm just gonna. no. If you are not fellowship with God, you are fellowship with the world. With the world, there is no way you fellowship with the world. You will not gain lost. There is a reward to fellowship. When you fellowship with the world, what you gain is lost and sorrow, because you don't get blessed. You are fellowship with the cost life. But fellowship with blessing. When you fellowship with blessing, the reward of that is joy when you have fellowship with God you get joy you get knowledge you, you have revealed righteousness Amen I'm trying to, to round up but let me read uh, verse 20, 26 see these things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you that's chapter 2 verse 26 Say, but the amount which you have received of him abideth in you and ye need not that any man Teach you, but as the same anointer teaches you of all things, and is truth and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, you shall abide. The, the, this is the abiding unction. Because of ah, I, I don't know that I'm rushing this. I'm rushing. Don't know why I'm rushing, but I feel, I feel this is very important. If there's nothing, we we'll take you away from here. There's something we should take about it, desiring the unction. How many of us love? How many of us love the unction? Do you want the unction? Desire the unction. The unction has answer to many things. Many things I may not be able to tell them. There's an answer to many things by the unction. The unction can make your life better. The unction can lead you aright. Amen. Let me go further. It says here that but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and ye did not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you, like I was saying earlier, right, that the inward ministry of the, the spirit of truth, right, is to bring about teaching. When you have the inward movement of the Holy Ghost, right? coming upon you, which is when you are beginning to live by the unction. Right? What you begin to see is that the ministry of teaching begins. Holy Ghost begins to teach you. See, until you get here, you've not started started (laughs) Christianity. This is where Christianity begins. How? You need to know how the Holy Ghost explains scripture by lifting by a scripture see what the unction is teaching there's a way it teaches does it not teach you and uh, don't go to to school today you should go to school if you don't go to school you should pray and let's find out what is that thing that is talking amen if somebody says you should not go to to work when you are clearly supposed to we need to check I mean of course it's not as only Holy only Ghost can guide you Right, maybe um, there is something you might see me uh, wait, or but there's a way Holy Ghost can lead you with wisdom. So, I'm not even going to use school and just as an example, let me use other things so that we don't get certain things wrong. Right, is that the unction when it begins to function, it begins to teach you what does it teach you? It teaches you things concerning the life of God. Right? How does it do it? It's by scripture. When you begin to meditate upon the word, sometimes the anointing doesn't start. You are the one that will kickstart the anointing. How? By meditating on the word. Then all of a sudden, you just begin to hear clearly. I'm not saying you hear a voice that ah, come here. No. When I say clearly, it's that it can give in by impressions. Just move you into scripture. And then lead scripture. And then it will begin to explain scripture to you. As that is happening, it's almost as if there's something arising from within you that's beginning to talk to you. You say, do you know what happened? Sometimes I feel like you're talking to yourself, but no, but you would know it's the unction. Because it's almost as if something is on you. It doesn't sound like just your own normal voice that you used to think, when you're thinking about how you're going to eat bread and biscuit and how you're going to go and escape and not go to work you know there's a way when you are thinking there's a voice you hear it's, no, no it's not that voice not that voice you hear when you're like should i go, should I go to work today you no know, that's a voice but it comes as thought it's a voice then you see the holy ghost arise from within you and it will begin to teach you begin to explain scripture to you they going to tell you what happened in the beginning the unction begin to explain to you what happened How ah, this is something to desire when, when you when when you when you see when this begins to happen upon you you begin to begin to move into what you call fellowship. Why? Because the, the Holy Ghost is beginning to talk to you, begin to bring things from the world of Christ to you. For all purpose to begin to fellowship with you. Fellowship is important. The unction facilitates fellowship. You need to be you need to live by by the unction, you begin to engage fellowship. Fellowship would help you grow. Now, because of time, ah, I feel, I don't know, I think I'm, the anointing is just stopping, so I'm Auntie, I want to stop. Right, But, when it comes to fellowship, see, there's a culture of fellowship. It, 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 it is, people that have fellowship, it is clear they have fellowship. How? You will also see how they fellowship with other brethren. Mm-hmm. They love fellowship. They don't want to miss fellowship. Whatever brethren are, they want to go there. Ah! Brethren are garden. Ah, why? Because they know that they're going to discuss revelation. Yeah. They're going to gist. They're they not going to just talk about biscuits and bread and sweet. They're not going to talk about how they are going to uh, go and buy a car or drive or no, that's all that's not, see I know it's good to do that. But you also have to fellowship in the world. Yes, that's what we call fellowship. Fellowship in the world. Why? Because when you when you begin to see your brother give revelation, and I had never thought about it that way. That can also trigger revelation in you. Oh, let me begin to think this thing that they said. Let me think about it. As you are thinking, that can also trigger. Only God can begin again. Take that fellowship to the next level. Begin to begin to move you in Scripture. Begin to. But here's the thing: if you don't read your Bible, fellowship will be difficult. If you don't study your Bible, fellowship will be difficult. If you now don't meditate, you can have fellowship. Wow. Amen. To, to have an effective fellowship, you need to begin to, to have a, a flourishing relationship with the world. Don't, don't, see this Bible. Eh? It's a key to the world of Christ. It's that world where God is. This is the key. I don't know, I know maybe, maybe many of you have been hearing me say this, but I'll say it again. I call this, see all these verses. You know what they call them? They call them Bible passages. Jesus. Don't you believe of a passage. It's a hallway you take. It's to make you pass from... You. A passage is when you pass to move from one point to another. Right? I, don't know, we, I know it's in Nigeria. We used to build houses like that that we have a passage. We have a veranda and passage. In short, we, part of the house that is facing me and face you, what you have in between them is a passage. From the front to the back this scripture like i was saying is 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 a passage into a world but you need a guide into that world does that make sense yes sir if you move into that world without a guide you are going to end up in error and problems in short, you will die. It's not even about why you die, I'm not saying you die physically. It will go to kill life inside you. And it's that one can even cause a physical death. It's not even say Why? Well, because you can go and do something that will put you in trouble that's how you're gone. Right? But what I'm saying is just referring to not having the spirit as a guide. Because remember what John 16 tells us that it will guide the this the, the spirit of truth will guide you into all that word of truth is the word where you need to be guided. Mm. Yes. Right? Yes, so when you begin to read the scripture, you need a guide that will guide you into the world of Christ. Where Christ is and I begin to explain things to you. The, that is the, 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 the work of a guide is the work of the unction. It's the unction that guides you into that world. Gosh. To begin to, by scripture, one here one day, begin to lift scripture for you. As you are reading one scripture, you now get you the brother of that scripture. As you are taking the brother, I will tell you he has a sister. As you are taking the sister, I will tell you they have an uncle. So check this, their uncle. As they are giving your uncle, you say they have a cousin. Why? You begin to bring relationship about scripture. Do you know Holy Ghost can do that to explain physics, math, science, all the... All, not just that, your job, what you are doing. Holy Ghost can arrange things in scripture to explain what you are going to do to you. How? And that's see, when you have unction, it is a lot easier to now begin to discern the voice of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. It's getting clearer. Why? Well, because as you begin to fellowship more, you get accustomed with the voice. You get accustomed with the voice. Because when you initially when you start, it is possible you can be hearing your own voice when the unction is there. Because sometimes when the unction is upon you, it may not be talking to you yet. It's just where you are seducing you. Sometimes we can make mistakes. We well, use that, and we are thinking, "So we think it's the young child That one—it takes practice as you are growing. You will be able to discern. But it is possible. Sometimes, when the options is upon you, you just want you, don't want you to you just want you to look more inwardly. You can bear to prayer. You can build desire for, for God. You can just be. Then later, I can move you into the world and begin to explain things to you. Amen. Why? The unction comes upon you, amen, is to facilitate fellowship. 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 What what does fellowship entail? Fellowship ensures a, a flourishing relationship. When you have fellowship one with another, you you fall in love with a brother. That's a brother, to brother. Because when I say fall in love with the brother, I'm not saying yes, no. <laughs> and when you have a sister, because when you have a sister. You should not be fellowship with your brother outside the company of other brethren. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you have a sister, as shall fellowship together, when they are, they are not even near you, you can remember, because of the fellowship you can you can remember them. Ah, <coughs> I love the fellowship we ah, Hello, sister Shadé, how are you yeah. doing? I hope you are doing fine. Yeah, I just wanted to say see how you are doing. You can end up around, into another fellowship again. Yeah. Fellowship regards fellowship. Fellowship, you don't see that that can ever move into your natural life. When well, you can't begin to move into fellowship with friends, brother. When you are alone too much, it will be difficult to awaken that thing. See, and the way this thing also is, you need to move near those that carry the unction. Why? Because the, the thing is, the, the unction is a fire. When, when you carry a wick that is dead near, near a, a candle that is burning, that one can, can kindle the fire. So you need to move near this, where the Spirit is. And that the Spirit can begin to function. Can begin to move How about just fellowship? Fellowship with one with another. Remember, mm-hmm. let me read just to establish the scripture for this. John chapter 1. It said, that which was from the beginning which we have heard, you see, John talks about the beginning a lot. So this is 1st John chapter 1. Let me correct myself. Thank you, my, my darling wife. She helped me now because I was saying, she not it's 1st John, it's 1st John. And it's true. Thank you. Amen. So First John chapter 1, says, that which was from the beginning which we have heard. Did I say John again? It's First John chapter 1. Amen. That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. So For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which was That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Can you see? Here, it says, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. As a distance up, we declared unto you that ye may have fellowship with us. Right? Now see, the purpose of fellowship is to also bring others into fellowship. Now, uh, I've talked about the aspect of the unksha. I'm talking about John here. What John was saying at the sense here is this, that they have a culture of word, that which we have heard from the beginning. Right? That which we have seen. That which our eyes have seen, right? We've seen with our eyes, which, our, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life see this aspect that is talking see that's, that is a, a believer in fellowship when you are in fellowship those are the things you do when you, when you, when you are reading scripture when you hear scripture maybe in the spring preaching you can hear scripture part of hearing scripture also is when, when you've read something and then the scripture came to you by inspiration it can come to you see don't, that, those kind of things don't neglect it it might seem useless. Maybe you've read the scripture before. Uh, maybe as you are walking the scripture, just think, uh, uh For example, it says, uh, this, let, me see. Ah, let me let me use of a let me use an example. Maybe before you've read someone, it says, bless the man who, walk, who walketh not in the, the counsel of the ungodly, right? Or in the path of sinners, right? Mm-hmm. But on the word of the day and night. This is a long scripture. Sometimes the beginning of it can come to you. Blessed is the man who worketh not. That may be the only thing that just comes to you by inspiration. Don't ignore it. That is a call into a world. That's only God telling you, come and follow me. I want to take you to where I am. Don't ignore it. Follow it. Just begin to give the Think about it. Meditate on it. Blessed is the man who worketh not. Blessed is the man. As you begin to do, you all you are doing, you are taking steps into the world unknown. So John here begins to talk about the attitude of those that fellowship. So that which we have heard. Sometimes when you hear message, message can come back to you. Yes, sir. Right? Maybe there's a particular passage that that you've heard in the message. It can come back to you. And Holy Ghost can inspire you. Can inspire the word back to you. Take it. That's how you that's how you begin to fellowship. That's how it starts. Before before you also. Because you also can also start fellowship. Because it's two ways. You can start, Holy Ghost can start. Sometimes you can start meditating on the word. Sometimes you may just be doing something. only God can just bring what it's called a relationship. It is one with another. You have a relationship one with another. Amen. Beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our eyes have handled. So when you hear a word, or it comes to you by inspiration, which you have heard, right? I'm talking about that aspect of hearing the word. Which could be by message, or it could be by you reading the word and the Holy Ghost bringing it back to you. So, when the Holy Ghost brings it back to you, that's what you do. What you do is we have seen with our eyes, meaning that you are seeing the word, right? What Holy Ghost inspired the word back to you? What is doing that is making you see the word, right? Now, that which we have looked upon, your response is now begin to look upon it. How? Because you begin to your response by meditating, right, on the word, by thinking on the word right is your response to what you have seen meaning you are taking step right and like what are you doing you are looking upon the world it's more, it's more like a more focused look upon the world because when the word comes to you by inspiration it may come faintly it may not come too loud it may not come to oh bless the man no you just come, bless you the man quiet simple no, too much uh, ceremony around it. doesn't come like the one that may come, like, ah, and the word of God came to me and he said, Blessed is a man. No. In, in that time, when these things are happening to you, nobody, nobody, people around you may not even know. It's yeah. just you. It's from the yeah. inside. Yes, sir. That is the ministry of the spirit of truth, yeah. which will begin to emph- emphasize meditation. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Look upon, as our hands have undoed. You begin to handle is when revelation begins to flow, Mm -hmm. and then you can begin to handle revelation, amen. Mm -hmm. Of the word of life, why? Because the intent of the word is to give you life, Mm -hmm. amen. Mm -hmm. I said, For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard now. I said, See, see the fellowship we have, right? With the there's that fellowship. Comes with the word. We have the culture of the word. We have the keep. We keep the word. We abide in the word. That's it. That which we have seen and heard it means what we have. The same way at the beautiful gate, Peter is it Peter? I believe it is Peter. I said, I am I have no more. Whatever I have, I'll give unto you." Uh-huh. The same way, Paul, sorry, Peter has the name of Jesus to to heal the lame man. You can also have the name of the Son here right? We also have the name of the Son, not just Jesus now. It's Jesus plus the Son. Why? For fellowship. So that which we have heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. Now realize that the reason for fellowship is to make fellowship abide. So that which we have declared we unto you. Why? Because we are trying to bring you into our fellowship. Right? Now, what John is saying is also the attitude of the Spirit. When the Spirit is calling upon you, we you, bringing revelation to you for you to meditate, what he's telling you is that it is calling you into a fellowship. There's a fellowship. It is the fellowship of the Father and of the Son. When Ghost comes to talk to you, what he's doing is it, is inviting you into that fellowship. And you need to respond to it. You need to live by it. When you live by it, there's a word of joy you will, you will jump into. That word of joy... Is going to make you glad. Amen. You will find joy on speaking. You will find joy that you've never seen anywhere before. Joy intended for the soul. You know, there's not it's not all kinds of joy that can satisfy the soul. This is the world that God designed to satisfy the soul. Amen. So how many of us would love fellowship? How many of us would like to fellowship? How many of us would long to activate fellowship? Amen. This is what we should be doing. If we love life, you can't gain life without fellowship. Why? Because the purpose of fellowship is to cut your life. Fellowship is I give, you take. Eh? I give you. You give me. So when you are fellowship with the Holy Ghost, you are having a relationship. You are giving off your old life. You are taking his new life. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of us are blessed tonight? I Have we been blessed tonight? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us begin to thank God, Father. We thank you. Give you all the praise. O passe tevene mo shita kari zanta. Eprazete kezito koriata banda. Epreste mana kata bari aste zite karia. Zesifedi kata bari to kapani mata. Zote peni mo shita gazendi. Zete Bariata ata. vene mahata. Ne vede vene mahata. Ebrazete vane mo shita. Can begin to pray. Uh, if you desire fellowship, if you desire the life of the unction, can you begin to pray that everyone begin to, to bring about the, the the awakening of the unction within you, that the ministry of the unction within to facilitate fellowship will begin to be awakened in you, to begin to be awoken in you, to bring you into the fellowship of life. In the name of Jesus, begin to ask for it, even though you may not know too much about it, my son of begin to ask that everyone begin to awaken the anointing, begin to awaken the unction from within, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we are praised. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your message tonight. Thank you for the grace to to preach your word. Thank you, Father, for the breath of the life to to bring forth your word today. We say we are exalted in Jesus' name. And we pray, oh Lord, that for everyone here tonight, under the voice of your word, under the voice under my voice tonight, hearing your word, we pray, Lord, that you will begin to bring about the, the ministry of your unction. Upon every heart in the name of for as much as, they, as for as many that desire the ministry of this unction, the functioning of this unction upon them, Father, and to bring them into the season where the unction will be awakened. will begin to, to lift up from within them in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, that you begin to quicken them within by your unction, by your anointing, that that you will pour oil of life upon each and everyone, desiring the life of the unction in the mighty name Amen. of Jesus. Let your unction begin to function upon every heart and every soul that desires this in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, bring us into a new fellowship. Desire for your fellowship. You begin to awaken within us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you have answered our prayer. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. the Shine forth You between the cherubim Shine forth you dwell between the cherubim Shine You dwell between the cherubim